What is up, my fellow light walkers? Welcome to another episode of In Flow. Today is October 11th, 2020, and we are going into fall, and fall is by far my favorite season. I am currently in Michigan right now, and it is absolutely beautiful. The leaves are turning, the um, air is getting cooler and crisp. It's just really beautiful out here and fall is obviously my favorite time of year my birthday is at the end of the month we got halloween heading into the holiday season and i hope that all of you guys are doing well and we're uh finishing out the year strong it's definitely been uh, quite the year to say the least and just hope you guys are all hanging in there doing well today's episode is going to be a q a format and obviously q a's are my favorite type of podcast just because of the fact that i get to interact with you the people who are listening to it and above all else you guys are the most important part of all this because without you guys listening i would be talking to myself and i just want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys that tunes in every single week and listens um Above all else, I love doing what I do with the podcast, and I, I really love the direction that it's heading and the interaction that I'm getting to have with people, and the benefit that I'm seeing that people are having that reach out to me and you know encourage me to keep doing what I'm doing. So above all else, I just, again, wanted to thank each and every one of you guys who are listening. Uh, I have immense gratitude and love for every single one of you. Okay, so getting into it, the very first question that I got was, what's something you wish you knew about meditation when you were just beginning? I think that's a great question because meditation is a staple in my life. It is so important. It's something that's a non-negotiable for me. It's something that I have to do every single day because it sets my mind straight and gets me in the right relationship with myself. So then that way I can show up better for myself. I can show up better for others. And above all else, I can just live a better life and I can create the life that I want to be living. Um, so early on in my meditation, um, for those of you guys who do not know, I didn't know anything. I literally just sat there for, you know, my first session was like six minutes and I didn't know a damn thing. I didn't look up anything. I just knew that meditation was something that I was, you know, kind of getting urged to do and getting poked to do um, by, you know, whatever, like this thought just kept coming in. I was like, okay, I'm just going to try this out. Laid down, just basically sat there and, and thought for six minutes, didn't get anything accomplished, but I knew that it was something that needed to happen. So um, I just kept doing it. It kept progressing over time. I obviously started to be able to get into deeper states of meditation. I remember the very first time that I like had like a deep meditative state. And I was like, holy shit, like that was really cool. It was like, like almost addicting. I was like, okay, I want to do this again. Like I want to get to that place again. And now compared to where I'm at now, it's like that was nothing compared to what I'm achieving now, which makes me really happy. And I think the big thing is just understanding that it's your process and you get to define it in which way you want to. You get to meditate upon the things that are important to you. You get to meditate on different things in accordance to your experience as a person. And I think that's what's really cool about it. So for me, for example, um, I laid down for the first year of meditation. Most people say you have to you have to be sitting upright, and I was like, no, I, I like laying down. Um, I feel like I can get more accomplished when I'm laying down. I can be more relaxed when I'm laying down. And above all else, I think I was using it because I uh, was using meditation as like a stress relief um, technique, just because like I was working a very intense sales job. I was going to the gym, you know, working really hard at that. And I was, you know, staying very, very active in my social life and things like that as well. So that was my moment to like decompress. I was using it as a tool to help myself, you know, balance out my stress and be able to manage on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so laying down worked really well for me. One thing that I also do is I use what's called Brain FM. Brain FM is like a, an app that you can download. It's like $6 a month. It's got a ton of different um, sounds and binaural beats and different things you can listen to while you're meditating. Um, just because when you are meditating, um, one thing that's been very helpful for me is I wish I would have known this early on is like focusing on what you're listening to and your breath and that's it. And really trying to get yourself into that state it allows you to transcend and really start going deep with yourself. Um, so yeah, just find a routine that works really well for you and just kind of stay consistent with that. The consistency part's really important. Um, I can tell you right now from experience, like when I'm not on point and I'm not in the right place, my meditation suffers. Like I'll miss a session here, you know, I'll get distracted and I don't do it. And then that immediately translates into the quality of my day because meditation is that important to me and it works that well for me. And I don't really like say that you have to do this because no one has to do anything. We get to make that choice for ourselves that we want to do this. But if I can encourage someone to do one simple thing a day, it would hands down be meditation. 
without a doubt, it's the most important gift that I give to myself every single day is the ability to stop what I'm doing, recognize that my internal health and mental health is so important to me and my spiritual health is so important to me that no matter what's going on in my physical external world, that's, that is a priority to me and I make it happen. The other thing too, if I could give you a piece of advice that I think would be really, really awesome would be to just be the observer of your thoughts. So what I mean by that is over time, as you meditate, you're going to gain more awareness to the point where you're observing your thoughts rather than you being your thoughts and your emotions. Um, and I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways from meditation that it's done for me and my progression as a person. Um, so when you're that, when you're in that state early on, don't judge your thoughts and emotions because when you do that, you're essentially backdooring yourself and you're putting yourself in the same situation that you're already in with the way that your thought process is. So above all else, focus on the root cause of where is this coming from? Above all else, feel where it's coming from. Like it's, is it stored energy in your body? Is it, is it an energetic sequence that's trying to complete itself? Is it something that's coming up that you need to handle and deal with? So then that way, or for better terms, something that you get to work through, something that you get to, um, you know, heal through. So that way you can release it. And then you're no longer burdened by that energetic um, sequence that's, you know, stored inside of you. So above all else, just take it easy, have fun with it. Um, don't set any expectations with it. Um, it'll be exactly what you need it to be at different times. I remember my meditative state where for a long time, like I was astral projecting. I got to the point where I could astral project pretty, pretty easily. Um, but now I don't really astral project as much. Um, for me, it's more about stillness and being consciously aware of my thoughts and my um, emotions that are coming up. So that way I can work through those. So it's going to change for you over time. It's going to look a little bit different. It's going to feel a little bit different for yourself. So I guess another piece of advice would be just to, you know, just go with the flow in flow, be in flow with it and just enjoy it and just realize that it, it's a great tool. Um, there's a lot of scientific studies that show that it reduces the risk of a lot of health issues that people deal with heart attacks, strokes, um, cancer, you know, it just helps your body get into like a more relaxed state, a parasympathetic state. So that way it can heal itself as well, because not only are you, you know, reconstructing your mind and rewiring it you're healing your body at the same time i do believe that meditation has a lot of energetic healing uh, practical practical uses exactly is what i would say sorry um, but basically it it has a lot of application that's the word i was looking for i apologize um, it has a lot of application for your growth and progression as a person and your healing capabilities as well. You hear these stories like Joe Dispenza talks about where people are who are blind are able to see for the first time or people who are deaf are able to hear for the first time because they're doing these transcendental meditations where they're able to transcend themselves. It's really fascinating. I think we're really on the cusp of understanding how capable we really are um, because for a long time with... Um, you know, misinformation and the, you know, lack of good foods and lack of good information. We really have been dumbed down in a lot of ways. And I think that humans are absolutely incredible and we have some energetic capabilities that are, you know, far beyond what we can comprehend at this current time. So I think meditation is kind of like the gateway to that. It's the way into it's, it's the way into the blueprint of the mind. So that way you can rewire the mind and reconstruct it. So that way it's working for you rather than against you because the ego wants to get in the way. That's one thing that I've really noticed as of late, the ego wants to get in the way because its main intent is to keep you alive. It doesn't want you to be happy. It doesn't care if you're happy. It's meant to keep you living. And that's been a great thing that we've had for such a long time. And has gotten us to this point, but now we don't have the, the imminent threats that we, we used to have when we, you know, lived on the plains. Like we don't have that immediate worry that something's going to jump out of the woods and grab us and eat us. And so we, now we need to, you know, transition ourselves from a place of fear-based thinking, fight or flight to what's really possible for us. What can we create? Like what can the mind really do? in a positive way. Um, so that's kind of like the predicament that we're in as humans now is understanding that that need for what it's done up until this point has been amazing, but now we need to focus on what we can create and how we can consciously create. And that's exactly what meditation does. It allows you to start thinking in a different way. It busts your paradigms down. Um, if you, you do it on a daily basis, you're going to notice some really big changes. Um, pretty quickly too. And the big thing is it increases your awareness. So then that way you can actually consciously make decisions for yourself. Um, because one thing that's been really tough 
been tough for me in the past is coming to the realization that I was never really making my own decisions. I was just running a subconscious programming. And when I had that paradigm shift, I was like, holy shit. I felt so many different emotions. I was like upset, angry, optimistic, happy. Like it was such a flurry of emotions that I was experiencing in that, in that time, in that state, because I was like, holy shit. I have done a good job of getting myself to this point, but like I see all these things that I was doing to myself subconsciously that were ultimately taking me away from my ultimate path and what I want to be living and the truth that I want to be living in. And so meditation, that's what it's done for me. And that's the advice I have for you early on. Um, when you're just getting into meditation, just have fun, stay in flow, find something that works for you. And above all else, just realize that you're doing incredible work for yourself in that process. Like it's absolutely going to shatter your mind and your paradigm and it's going to really accelerate your growth and progression as a person. And I'm really excited for you to, you know, delve into that aspect of life. You deserve that for yourself. Okay. Awesome. So hopping into the next question. So one topic that came to mind a while back was the difference between being religious and being spiritual and curious if you pray or if you if meditation is your way of connecting to a higher power so great another meditation question perfect without a doubt in my mind meditation has thinned the veil for me to be able to connect with my higher self to connect with a more authentic version of myself to connect with like my guides and whatever looks over me um, I haven't been able to figure out exactly what looks over what looks over me, but I know that I'm very well protected and very well taken care of, and I'm very grateful for that. And without a doubt, meditation, for sure, without a doubt, has allowed me to connect into a higher possibility for myself. And now, what's cool is I'm I'm focusing more on how can I apply that because it doesn't do you any good to know what your higher self is and then not carry that out in your actions and how you treat people and the way you go about your life and the way that you create. So it's how can I integrate that higher self into my day to day? So then that way I become that I am that I don't have to focus on like there's a higher self. I am the higher self. And that's the ultimate goal that I think a lot of people are trying to get to myself included, where we're trying to embody the very best version of ourself and it takes time, it takes consistency, it takes practice. And it's just something that comes over time. You start to become more aware of everything that you're doing and you start being able to benchmark that of like, am I getting where I want to get? Yes or no? Okay, yes, then keep doing what I'm doing. No, I'm not. Okay, what attitudes and actions need to change? So then that way I'm more in alignment with where I'm heading. And that's what a lot of what meditation has done for me. Okay, hopping into the other part of that question is what is the difference between between being religious and being spiritual. My belief is that religion is someone else's spiritual experience that they've had, they've adapted it, and they've shared it with other people, and other people have bought into that idea, believed that idea, and embodied that idea for themselves. And I think it serves a good purpose for a lot of people. I I think that a lot of people love the idea of being in communion and feeling that um, sense of community and that sense of love around the religion that they, they believe in. And I, I believe that spirituality is defining that for yourself, realizing that there is a part of God inside of you um, as much as there is the next person and the trees and everything that you can see with your eyes. It's all created by the same hand. And that same hand that created you created the stars and created the galaxies and realizing that there's divinity in every single one of us and there's greatness and potential in every single one of us. And that's what spirituality has been for me is me defining my own belief system, me defining my own you know, what I feel is right and the way that I carry out my life. So I think spirituality is just like a more loose, you know, self-defining version of creating like a religion inside of yourself, essentially, and the standards and stuff that you live your life by. And religion is someone else's idea that a lot of people believe in, which there's no right or wrong answer here. Because when you sit there and you finger point at like, okay, spirituality is better than religion or religion is better than spirituality. You're playing in, into the duality of life. And when you play into that duality, you can't embody the highest version of yourself, the best version of yourself. I don't think that one thing is right or wrong. My personal belief as a human is that people should be able to do whatever they want, believe it, believe whatever they want, you know, do anything that they feel like as long as it follows one core rule, which is that it does not impede someone else's ability to do the same thing. If you start taking away other people's rights and abilities to freely create and freely express themselves as humans, then you shouldn't be able to do that. And that's just kind of my feeling on that. And 
you know, a lot of people like, you know, get into politics and stuff like that. And I just tend to kind of stay away from it. I don't think that either side is right. I think that we need to be more focused on heart centeredness and creating a common goal and focusing on taking care of every single person that we can and using our hearts more than we use our minds. Because I, I, watching the presidential debates personally, like I just saw a lot of ego up there. I saw a lot of, you know, name calling and finger pointing, and that's not what's going to move us in the direction that we need to move into. Um, but getting off of that, I, like I said, I don't hop into politics too much. I just believe that we need to take, we just need to take good care of each other and treat each other right. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on that step to doing that. And I'm proud of you. Okay. Let's see here. Something cool I always think of is experience, experiencing deja vu. I get a lot, and some people believe it means you are on the right path. Some people believe it means you have really been here before. Some just think it's your brain connecting familiarity. I sometimes experience it and can literally acknowledge it's happening and say what's about to happen as it does. It's crazy. Just curious what your thoughts are. That's really cool that you can do that. Um, you, you can recognize that. So you obviously have a level of awareness in yourself where you, you see that it's happening and you understand that it's part of your path and you get to define that for yourself above all else. I mean, that's, what's really cool about this human experience is your beliefs and things like that are yours to make. They're your right as a human to be able to express yourself freely and believe what you want to believe in. Um, and that's really awesome. You should also look into what's called precognition. Precognition is something that I commonly um, experience myself. It's kind of like deja vu, essentially. Uh, precognition is where, like, you make mention of something or think of something, and then, you know, a couple minutes later, an hour later, that thing pops up in front of you or it reminds you of that. Um, I'll give you a good example. Um, like, I was driving yesterday, and a random thought came in about um, a certain type of car called the McLaren. And I was like, oh, yeah, those are great cars. They're so cool. And I'd love to own one one day. And then literally like a minute later, an orange one comes driving down the road, like exactly the one that I was thinking of, specifically an orange one. I don't know why orange popped up, but it came right at me. And I was like, oh, holy shit, that was really cool. And then same thing, that thought popped up again a little bit later in the day. I turn a corner, there's another one. So I was like, okay, cool. That's really fascinating to me. Obviously, the the mind creates the reality. That's something that I've really been honing in on lately is what you, what you think and believe is what actually happens in your life life and what can transpire. So I've definitely been delving into other areas of my life too and focusing on like conscious wealth creation, how I can consciously create more wealth for myself, how I can consciously create better experiences for myself, my clients, um, you know, myself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. So I'm really been honing in on that part. And those little things like that really indicate to me that there's a greater, you know, force at play here that really allows us to create anything that we want in our lives. So looking at precognition, I think that's probably something that you will resonate well with if that's the experience that you're having. Um, as in regard to deja vu, um, I've actually had like a good stint of it happen this past weekend um, where I haven't been, hadn't been experiencing it for a while. Um, and I think it was partially because I was like a little bit off path, to be honest with you guys. Like I was kind of there, kind of not, kind of there, kind of not. But as of late, I've been a lot more on my path. I've been feeling really good with where I've been heading with everything. And it's, it's transpiring in a lot of other ways, but I started seeing the deja vu again. And it's funny because like before it happened, I was like, man, I haven't seen deja vu in a long time. This sucks. I miss having deja vu. And then like the next day I started having a bunch of deja vu experiences. It's like almost like asking you shall receive, um, in regards to what I was asking for. And for me, deja vu is just, it, it gives me a really good feeling now when I experience it rather than it being like trippy or weird. I'm like, Oh, this, that feels good. It feels familiar. So for me, it's a sign of familiarity. It's a sign that I'm on my right path and I'm in right relation with the people I'm around. I'm in right relation with myself and I'm just like doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. And it's a confirmation. It's almost like a confirmation from whatever created us that yes, that's exactly where you're supposed to be. This is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be having this experience right now. So just enjoy it. Just know this is part of your journey and your process and you're heading exactly where you're supposed to head. Even though you don't know exactly where you're heading, just know that it's the right place to be heading. So that's kind of how I look at deja vu. I look at deja vu like it's just like a cool thing. It's just a little little thing that happens every now and again. It's just like a subtle reminder that there's something, something greater at play here that you know, intends to help guide us down the path that we're meant to be guided down. So hopefully that answers that question. I 
you know, experience it quite frequently. Um, sometimes I don't. And now that I mention it, now that I'm talking about it, it's going to be a good indication for me if I'm on my path or not, because like there was a good stint for probably a few months. I didn't see any deja vu. I was seeing synchronicities like with numerology and stuff like that. But and, I, and numerology is like a really big one for me. I see like hundreds and hundreds of pairs a day. Like it's like the universe is always talking to me at all times. Um, but I hadn't experienced any deja vu. So I'll definitely keep that in the back of my awareness that when I'm experiencing more deja vu, that might be an indication that um, obviously I'm on the right path. And I, I um, when I'm not experiencing it, I need to take a look within and figure out why I'm not experiencing it and how I can start ex experiencing it more often. So awesome. And then let's see here. Those are great questions, by the way, all of them so far. Um, besides meditation, what is one habit that could help me awaken, be more on path and in alignment and in flow? Amazing question. Um, obviously, again, meditation, big one. Um, it's huge. Anyone who's trying to have any sort of spiritual awakening um, or any sort of spiritual growth or just any growth in general, like not even just spiritual, meditation is a huge component and catalyst in your personal progression. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, in regards to other habits that you can perform is me personally, and one thing that's a huge thing is, is the fact that every morning, usually your first hour of the day you have full control of and the last hour of your day. Everything in between can be a little bit crazy, you know, depending on what your lifestyle is like um, and, you know, your interactions with other human beings. So one thing that I've been focusing on lately that's been really helpful is um, the idea of what's called priming. And what I mean by priming is it's a daily ritual. It's a daily habit that helps you get into right relation with yourself. It helps you get into like the flow. It helps you get into all the good stuff that you want to be experiencing and gets you in the right state of mind. So then that way you can have the experiences that are in alignment with that. Because one thing I've been learning lately too is I've been seeing this with my clients personally, the ones that I'm working with. When I prime myself and get myself into the right headspace and get myself into heart centeredness, I run into more ideal clients. I run into people who are more willing to take action, people who appreciate what I'm doing and I appreciate them and we have a lot of things in common and it makes my job really enjoyable. But when I'm not, when I don't prime myself, when I don't get myself into that right relationship mentally with myself and my heart, then I start seeing the experience personally. I start seeing it myself where I'm like, these people are grumpy. These people are, you know, being really, um, resistant. These people are like not really interested, you know, they're kind of indecisive, like different things like that. So it's really crazy. It starts, it makes me realize that everyone's a mirror to me as a person, but getting back to that, that was kind of like a little bit off tangent there. Um, getting back to that priming yourself. So creating a daily ritual for yourself, a non-negotiable ritual, either in the morning or before bed or both would be ideal. So then that way you can really get yourself, you know, you don't carry, you know, yesterday's stress into tomorrow. You can really just deload and decompress and leave that stuff behind and then give yourself a clean slate to work with the next morning. Um, but yeah, just finding a ritual for yourself, like mine it consistently, this is what is best for me. At least being out here in Michigan, there's this place called Millennium Park. And it's like a nature reserve. Um, it's like essentially what a real zoo should be like. Um, so basically what it does for me is it's been a place of solace. It's been a place of being able to, you know, just enjoy nature and connect with the oneness that everything is. And I go there and I meditate on this rock every morning and I have incredible meditation sessions there. And then I focus on my gratitude journal and then I'll do some exercise. Like I just prime myself, get myself into the right relationship with myself, grab my ego or whatever limiting belief I have or whatever's popping up for myself and saying, no, we're going to be consciously doing something different today. And I'm creating a new reality for myself. So personally, it's just the basically what I'm getting at is that first hour of your day is imperative. It sets the tone for the rest of your day. So when you really show up for yourself in the morning, it allows you to show up for yourself throughout the day, it allows you to show up for yourself for everyone else that you interact with. And it makes your overall experience more pleasant for yourself and more enjoyable. So that's been a big thing that's really helped me increase my awareness and increase just my overall greatness of my days, like just having great days, um, it starts with your morning and how you, you know, set yourself up for that. And it puts me more in alignment. Um, one thing that's been coming through to me as well is you don't come into alignment. You create alignment. You create your alignment from within. 
you know, deep down, like your, your higher self, it comes through all the time. It talks to every single one of us every day. We know what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. But that subconscious pattern, that pattern and that limiting belief keeps you from doing it. Um, because what could go, the mind goes to what could go wrong instead of what could go right. You know, a lot of things could go right for us every single day. It's if we're in that mindset that we are able to accept those great things coming into us. So again, it's just getting yourself into that right relationship with yourself and getting yourself primed for the day, whatever that looks like for you. It can be enjoying a cup of coffee on the patio or playing with your animal for a little bit or brushing your teeth a certain way. Like it gets down to that point where you got to focus on how to get yourself into that state because we all live in different states at different times. We live in happiness, joy, elation. We live in sadness, depression, anger, frustration, and they're all just different states, but they're, we're so much more than that state that we're experiencing. But if we can get ourselves into states that we like to be in, that ones that create flow, ones that create creativeness and growth and power for ourselves internally, then that's where we, sh- we where we should want to stay. Um, so that's, hopefully that answers that question. Um, I, I feel like I went pretty deep on that and got some good stuff out there. Um, let's see when in a situation where emotions arise and start to take over, how do you step back and be mindful of the situation and respond in a more conscious way? Another great question. Um, meditation, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, um, being able to create awareness for yourself is really, really important because in kind of going back to the whole state thing, you're so much more than your emotions. You're so much more than what you're feeling um, as a whole. You're way more than that. And that's what the awareness part has really helped me identify in myself. It's like, I'm so much more than how I'm feeling right now. So how can I change the state? How can I get myself into a state of gratitude? How can I get myself into a state of happiness? And for me, that's just like doing things for other people. Serving other people really puts me into that state. It makes me forget about what's going on um, and puts me into the frequency that I want to be in. So when you're feeling those emotions or feeling those things pop up or someone's triggering you or whatever the situation is, you have so much power in that millisecond or that second or the seconds that are in between the experience of the stimulus and your response. And once you have that awareness, which every single one of us is capable of having, then you can consciously choose for yourself to make a different decision, to react in a different way, to not react, whatever is most fitting for the situation and is in accordance and alignment with your highest self and what would be best for you as a person. And that's when, you know, the magic really happens. You have so much power in that moment. You have so much capability in that moment to choose, to consciously choose for yourself. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people take for granted every single day is if you have the ability to choose, if you have the ability to wake up, if you have the ability to go to work every day, if you have the choice, you know, the ability to choose to choose what restaurant you go and eat at, if I have the ability to choose the podcast today because I love it, then that's a great gift. And I think a lot of people spoil their ability to choose and they make, you know, those wrong choices for themselves or don't make any choices at all. When we have to realize that there are a lot of human beings on this planet that don't get to choose for themselves for one reason or another, they're oppressed or, you know, whatever the situation is and we have to make those choices for ourselves to be better every single day we have to make those choices for ourselves to step up and make the right choices so then that way we can serve something greater than ourselves and whatever that in whatever capacity that looks like for you so for me to answer that question and really go a little bit deeper on it is i would say that when you're having an experience something that's emotionally triggering you or you're feeling your emotions get in the way then you have the choice in the present moment to bring yourself to presence and realize that you can step back and objectively view what's going on in your life. And when you do that, you get to consciously choose. And you can ask yourself in those moments too, how would the highest version of myself respond to this? How would the best version of myself respond to this? Because oftentimes if you're having the greatest day of your life and then someone cuts you off, you don't even care. It's not even a big deal. You know what I mean? But if you're in a bad mood and someone cuts you off, like it can ruin and spiral your whole day. So you get to choose for yourself how you respond to each and everything that happens in your life. And that's something that I've really been kind of dabbling in more and more is like, as of late is like, I'm consciously choosing the things that I want to do. And if I catch myself being unconscious and doing weird things um, that I shouldn't be doing or, you know, carrying out habits that are limiting or like self-degrading, I can consciously see those and be like, you know what? That right there is what's stopping me from getting where I want to get in my life. And I'm choosing to go the other way. 
and it's going to feel weird. Like it's going to be like, Oh shit. Like your ego is going to get in the way. You know, the fight or flight response is going to get in the way and be like, no, go back. Like keep living in that drama that you've created for yourself or the one that you're experiencing. Because at the end of the day, everything you're experiencing is a mirror of what's going on internally. And that's a, that's a big thing. Um, I'll give you an example on that. Like something that's randomly popped in is like, I read this quote about like the state of your bedroom determines the state of your mind. It's a reflection of your mind. And I was like, damn, that really hits home because like when everything's clean and perfect, like it is right now, I'm like, okay, yeah, like my mind is clear, but when things get cluttered, like my car gets cluttered, I'm like, oh damn, like that's a reflection of me as a person um, and how I'm feeling internally. And I was like, oh, even the small things make a huge difference. So Again, you get to choose that. You get to create that awareness for yourself to the point where if you feel those emotions coming on or something triggering or a person's triggering you, you have the ability once you gain the awareness for yourself to consciously choose. And what it really comes down to is knowing and embodying the idea that you're so much more than your emotions. You're so much more than the states that you live in. And above all else, you're so powerful and you have the capacity to do anything that you want in your life that you can consciously choose a different direction for yourself. And you don't have to keep living in those dramas that you created for yourself or that you're experiencing. So hopefully that answers that. And then here's another great question. Imagine a tree and all of its branches. If the trunk or if the trunk is your life and the branches were all your passions and things you love and also things that are important and required to move things forward, when looking at your tree of life and all the different aspects of it, how do you best manage it all so you know all the branches are growing at an even pace? From staying in contact with people you love to finding and living into your purpose, being in, on top of your finances, and also finding time to take care of your mind, body, and spirit. So the big thing is, is I'm going to be honest, I lost the first episode of this. I just recorded it like past 45 minutes and then it, it it exited out and I lost the entire thing but I'm glad that happened because I'm going to be able to give a much better answer to this so I mean everything happens for a reason I knew that I didn't stress about it I was like okay here's the solution I create a better podcast than the one that I just did so know that every single part of the tree is all one and the same right so meaning that your financial life, your family life, your passion and purpose life, they're all part of the same tree and they're all under the same circle of influence. So what I always recommend doing is to try to keep things simple and not look at, look at them as separate. Understanding that part of my mission and purpose is to spend time with my friends, family, and loved ones and have great relationships with the people around me and great relationships with myself. So boom, I'm, I'm improving my spiritual life by spending time around the right people that I love and care about and love and care about me. And that's part of coming into alignment. It's finding those people who, who do that for you and make you feel that way. And then looking at it here is, okay, I want to improve my finan my financial life. Okay. How do I do that? Um, if I'm more spiritually connected and I take a be better care of my mind, body, and spirit, then I'm going to come up with better ideas and solutions that are going to improve, you know, a certain industry or it's going to allow me to create a product or, you know, do something along that capacity that gets you you know, growing in all those areas. So understanding that some things might grow a little bit slower than others. And some things might grow disproportionately to others, depending on the sunlight and the, and let, let's say that your the sunlight is your energy and your focus, right? But at any point you can always shift focus and place energy in other areas where you feel that they need improvement or they need some love and TLC. And that ultimately comes down to you, which is the trunk is understanding what the branches need. Do they need more sunlight? For example, you know, some trees, they actually grow in different ways and move. So then that way that they're in the sunlight, it's amazing to see certain trees and how they grow to keep themselves alive and sustain themselves. So it's like being in flow with that and understanding, like tapping into yourself and how you're feeling of like, okay, like, you know what? I've been really lacking on my, my family time and how can I improve my family time? So you spend more time in family and you realize that spiritually it fulfills you to be around the people that you love and care about. So you're getting that, that soul food at the same time that you're spending time with your family. And then you're like, okay, you know what? I want to start a business or I want to create a product or an idea and I can get my family involved on it or I can get my friends involved on it. And so then that way I'm getting, you know, you're, you're getting your circles of relation all tied into one another. So then that way you're able to manage it a little bit better rather than looking at everything like it's separate and then get feeling like you're getting spread too thin and you're getting ripped 
ripped apart, which I have experienced before personally. And it's not a fun experience to have where you feel like, you know, there's not enough time at the end of the day and you're like, Oh shit, what do I do? What do I do? You know, and you can feel your relationship slipping or you can feel your work slipping or you can feel your physical health slipping. It's like realizing that every single thing plays into one another. Part of me having a great spiritual life is knowing that I have to take good care of my vessel, my body that requires me to go to the gym and take care of myself. But all at the end of the day, it's about improving my spiritual health, my mental health and my physical health and if i am taking better care of myself physically it allows me to show up better for work it allows me to show up better for my business it allows me to show up better for the podcast it's just understanding that it's all one and the same and that every single thing is playing into one another and what you and how you do in one area reflects how you do in other areas so like if you go hard and go all in on every single thing that you're doing then you can show up better for your family you can show up better for your work associates you can show up better for yourself you can show up better for that passion project that you're working on or you can show up better for your hobbies so above all else i think if you're feeling that being overwhelmed which is something that i've felt too and it's just like there's just too many things too much stuff focus on simplification focus on understanding that each individual area plays into each other and how you can essentially for lack of a better term kill two birds with one stone it's like okay i can give myself that soul food by spending time with my friends who make me feel great about myself all the time. And it's about seeking out those people. And as you come into more alignment with yourself, you start attracting more of those people and experiences that ultimately fulfill you as a person. So boom, that was a great, great question. Loved it. And let's see, let's hop into the next set of questions here. How to balance maintaining a high frequency and discipline in life without burning yourself out mentally? Amazing question. It's something that we all deal with. Um, in America, we work more than any other country by far. And then there's some really weird people like myself who love working, who love creating, who love living in purpose and passion. So I tend to work myself and work myself until I get overwhelmed. That was like the old MO of myself. That's what I used to do all the time where I would just work and then burn out and then I would disappear for a week. And then I would go back at it. I'd get that motivation, that surge and remember like where I'm heading and then boom, same thing. So above all else, it's setting the boundaries. And I talked to this person a little bit earlier today about that. It's about setting the boundaries for yourself of when you're all in, in one area, you're all in. And then when you're all out, you're all out. And that is what it is. And a lot of things can wait until the next day. Don't confuse that with procrastination though. It's just understanding and honoring yourself and saying, you know what? I've worked my butt off today. I've done everything that I could possibly do. And I'm going to take this time and rest and recharge myself and do whatever it is. Go enjoy a hobby. Um, go get a massage, like whatever it is for you that helps you recharge and refuel the batteries. Then go back at it hard tomorrow because we were, we were also talking about this too, because you know, me and the person that asked me this question, we're both taking the more of the entrepreneurial route when understanding that there's a, there's limiting returns, diminishing returns of continuously burning yourself out and going and going and going all the time that you start to see your work start to slip. The quality of your relationships start to slip. Your mental health starts to slip. Like your physical health starts to slip. I'll give you an example. Like, when I would work, um, I'd work, 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 work. And then before I know it, I'm eating fast food, which I do my best not to do because I know how it's going to make me feel, but because I'm so stressed out and I'm using it as a coping mechanism, it's causing, you know, a lot of damage in other areas. My body doesn't feel as good. Therefore I'm not as connected spiritually. Therefore I'm not emotionally feeling as good. Therefore I'm not showing up for my clients as well. So it's just understanding that, you know, that boundary is really important for yourself when you're all in you know, you go all in when it's time to go all in. And then when it's time to be all out, it's time to be all out. And it's time to put your attention and energy towards other things, whether that's rest or hobbies or passions or whatever that looks like for you. It's just knowing that, um, a lot of people live in this very, um, like, you know, half in half out mentality of like, um, oh, I do okay at work. I do just enough. And then I kind of rest. And then I just keep doing this, which eventually always leads to burnout anyway, or depression or, you know, a bunch of other things. So just understanding that, you know, if you give yourself, you know, if you can get 10 hours of work done in six hours, then just go hard for six hours. Then that way you can get your time back and spend that towards rest and recovering or going on a date with your spouse or like whatever that, whatever would make you happy and refill your batteries and charge you up. The other thing too, that I want to touch on with that is realizing that you're on your own timeline. 
you're on your own timeline. And I think a big thing that causes burnout for people is they think that they're playing from behind. They think that they're working from behind. And when that's the case, like you start pressing, you start getting stressed, you start overworking yourself, you start putting yourself into states that aren't conducive for high level execution and getting the results that you want. So above all else, um, I saw this um, quote today. It said, you're not behind in life. There's no timetable we all must follow. It's made up. Seven billion people can't do everything in the same order. What's early, what's late compared to who? Don't beat yourself up where you are. It's your schedule and everything is right on time. And I think that's been a huge thing for me um, personally is like I have more trust and faith and, you know, the universe and what created me that it's going to get me where I need to go and everything's going to work out exactly how it's intended to. So I kind of throw that part up to the universe and I just, you know, focus on my attitude and actions. But above all else, I don't focus on, you know, I should have been here at this time. I should have been doing this. You know, why is this not happening? Because that tends to cause people to, you know, press and to start overworking themselves or start living in that fear-based mentality of like, well, it hasn't happened yet. It was supposed to. And now that it hasn't, my life's messed up. I did something wrong, which is so not the case. I just think that you're, you're not in alignment with what it's really meant for you. And understanding that it just takes time. It just takes consistency, you know, in the long run above all else. But um, the other thing too is auditing your intensity is really, really important. And I think a lot of people kind of um, miss on that. That's something that I've recently discovered myself is like auditing how hard you're going, you know, because a lot of people, like I said, you can get 10 hours of work done in six hours. You know what I mean? But people want to take breaks and be on their phones or, you know, get distracted, which happens, you know, it happens all the time. I catch myself doing it. And I'm like, I was like, dang, subconscious programming coming in and distracting me, you know, from what I need to be doing. And, you know, at that point, I get to consciously choose to do the things that I want to be doing or need to be doing. But above all else is like, if you can get that work done quicker than do it, be efficient, focus on your efficiency. And above all else, if you feel that coming on, a big thing is feeling right. Cause the mind will just tell you to keep working and working and working. Like your mind wants you to keep working and that's fine. But also you need to tap into yourself and feel yourself and be like, you know what? I feel that I need a break right now. I feel that I need to rest because I know where this is heading. And generally speaking, you have to kind of know the experience enough times to be able to recognize, you know, some of the signs and symptoms of it. If you're feeling the exhaustion and tiredness and, you know, poor um, diet and stuff like that starts creeping in on you or whatever you deal with when you start getting burned out, you have to have the awareness to recognize like, you know what, I see the signs of burnout coming on. I'm going to pull back, even though I know I need to do my work or I need to keep pressing forward. I know that I have goals and dreams and stuff like that. But me staying consistently on top of those things is what's going to get me there. Not me running in spurts where I'm like going hard for a week at whatever it is and then crashing and being, you know, out of commission for a few days and then, you know, doing it again, you know, and ultimately that leads to burnout as well. So it's just staying consistent, staying in that day in and day out and just knowing when it's time to rest, it's time to rest. And, you know, as I'm getting older, you know, I'll be 26 years old this month. I'm like, okay, I need to respect my rest. I need to respect when it's time to rest. I need to respect when it's time to work hard and focus on achieving. So it's just finding that balance in yourself. Like everybody has a different threshold for how much they can handle and how much stress and how much work they can handle. So it's just finding that in yourself and finding what makes you at equilibrium and feel good about what you're doing, where you feel like you're progressing forward, but at the same time, you're giving yourself the adequate rest and supplementation or whatever it is that you need to be able to maintain that consistency over time, because consistency is what's going to get you where you want to go. Not those short spurts. So hopefully that answers that question. Great question. I love, like I said, I love Q and A's. Like they just get me going so much. They get me in the right headspace. They get me critically thinking. They just get me flowing. And that's what I love more than anything else. So let's take a look here. I think I had one more question to answer. Awesome guys. It looks like here with the recording platform I use, I used to be able to go as long as I absolutely wanted and didn't have to worry about like doing any segments or anything like that. But this is a new discovery to me that they only go for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, it says an hour, but it cuts off at 45 minutes. So I don't really know why exactly. Um, but not a problem. I only have one more question to answer. So I'm going to hop into that really quickly. And the question was around motivation and how we can find motivation and how we can be motivated, things like that. 
more or less it's what we do with the motivation because motivation can be very fleeting it comes and goes it's there and then it's not there and it's it's kind of like a trickster almost like it's it has a lot of potentiality and there's a lot of capability with it but if you don't use it to get yourself in the right direction and propel yourself forward then it just comes and goes and it can be very frustrating at times for people i understand um so what i say is like imagine your motivation is like an ember right and your attitude and your actions, your consistency, your persistency, your dedication, and your discipline are like the fuel to the fuel to that ember to create the fire, to create the passion for your life, and hand, and send you into the right direction, essentially. So, above all else, like it's like the law of inertia. Inertia states that what's moving will want to continue to move. What's not moving will not want to move. So it's once you use the motivation to get yourself rolling, once you're in that creative flow, once you're moving in the right direction, generally speaking, what happens is the mind goes, oh, this is out of our comfort zone. This isn't, you know, this isn't, isn't what's going to keep us alive because it can't differentiate what's going to keep us alive and, you know, what's actually progressing us. Because um, if it knew what was progressing us, then it'd be like, yeah, I could just go ahead. No big deal. This is part of the process. But it only has one job, which is to keep you alive. So it assumes that anything that's different or out of the ordinary is a potential threat. So basically, you'll start seeing those limiting beliefs and things start, you know, kind of coming in on you. Um, and then that's where a lot of people lose the motivation. Like they, they get that, you know, they get off the ground and then boom, right back to where they started. So above all else, it's like, once you had that spark of motivation, take it and run with it and then consciously choose for yourself. Say, you know what? I'm going to keep doing that because I'm going to use my dedication, my persistency, my consistency, and my discipline to keep propelling forward. That's what keeps you in the game and keeps that momentum going and keeps that inertia rolling. Um, because if you don't have those other things, then the motivation will be very fleeting for your entire life you're gonna feel it it's gonna be there you're gonna do a little bit of action and then you're gonna end up right back where you were so above all else like I would say just don't rely solely on motivation like if you're just not feeling it for the day then that's just okay um, you know what I mean that's one thing that I've experienced is like I've woken up on days or one morning it's like I'm super motivated. I'm ready to go get after it. I'm ready to go create the life that I want to create for myself. And then the next day I'm not feeling as good or I had an experience that, you know, kind of pushed me back down and I lost the motivation, but it's the motivation that gets you going, right? It's the motivation, but it's the consistency and the discipline that really keeps it in play for yourself. For example, like I gave, I had this aspiration to create this podcast but that was a piece of motivation i was motivated because i wanted to share my message with the world i wanted to interact with more humans on a deeper level i wanted to focus on leaving my impact on the world and making it a better place that's all motivation right and you know i could have started done a few episodes and then boom fallen off and that's what a lot of people do a lot of podcasts don't make it more than you know four or five episodes because it's hard to keep coming up with content it's hard to keep staying consistent with yourself but i'm using this as part of my my spiritual process and my growth process and i'm sure you'll hear that throughout the episodes like these episodes keep getting better and better because i'm becoming better and better um but that comes through my dedication my my dedication to make a great podcast and my love for everyone who listens to it it comes down to like my, my discipline of knowing okay every sunday or every thursday i'm going to be recording a podcast episode it's non-negotiable for me and then it's also that consistency and making sure that every single week it's consistent because for a little bit it was inconsistent and it didn't feel good to me that it wasn't perfectly what I promised it would be. So I got that back on track and it's okay. Sometimes like that happens. Life gets crazy. I was traveling a bunch and stuff like that, but I wanted to honor what was important to me and my words, myself and everyone who listened to it. And then that persistency of knowing that like when weird things happen like that, like the episode deleting itself out um, that I just recorded and saying, you know what, like, I'm not just not going to do it. I need to do this. This has to happen because it's important to me. It's important to the people that listen to it. And I want to honor myself and every single person that I'm in relation with. So above all else, motivation is fleeting. You can't rely on it. It's, it's really cool. Like I said, the, it's like a small, it's a small spark of potential is what it is. It's the way you should look at it. It's like, there's a little piece of potential there and your attitude and your actions and everything else that comes with that. If that's in right alignment, you can pour that gasoline right on that spark and create a magnificent fire, which you'll call your life. And that's what 
I see motivation as because after a while, like you become used to it. Like um, for a while, like I would wake up and be like, damn, I don't want to do this today. I'm not in the mood to do this today. I don't want to go do, you know, a three hour drive to get to my insurance appointments. I don't feel like this today. Now it's like, you know what? I pop up. I'm like, okay, I have a mission and purpose to serve. I need to go help these people or I need to, I need a podcast today or you need to honor yourself and get the work done and go, go take care of yourself in the, you know, with your meditation session, go to the gym, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, so above all else, it's like, yeah, the motivation is like, it gets you off the ground, but it's your job to keep yourself from going back and retracting backwards. And, you know, generally speaking, like most people's minds work against them. They don't really work for them. I even catch myself uh, at an occasion where my mind's not working for me. It's working against me. Um, and you know, over time I'm becoming more aware and reconditioning my brain and my understanding and stuff like that. But above all else, it's like, you have to consciously choose for yourself to maintain that discipline. Even when you don't want to, you have to do it even when you don't feel like doing it. And that's, what's ultimately going to make that, make that for you because, Above all else, it's not what you do sometimes that makes you great. It's what you do consistently that makes you great. It's what you do consistently that makes you happy or unhappy for that matter. So it's your choice. Um, you get to make that choice every single day. And above all else, I really emphasize the idea that we all get to make choices in our life. And that's such a great gift. And we don't really think much about it just because it's just kind of one of those things. But when you really turn, turn the mirror inside on that and look at the fact that you get to choose every day to make the world a better place, to make your life a better place, to make your spiritual health a better place, to make your physical body a better place to live in, then that's really cool. That's really powerful. It empowers you as a human being. And yeah, hopefully that answers that question. That was my last question of the day. And it was an amazing episode. Again, I love each and every single one of you guys. If this message did resonate for you, then I ask you to do two things. Um, one, if you haven't already left a review, a five-star review, please do that. The reason for that is because it creates more relevancy around the podcast. It makes it easier to find for people who don't know me personally. Um, so then that way they can find this message and hopefully it resonates with them and creates uh, ripples of impact in their life. And then two, share it on your social media. If you feel inclined to do so, share it with a family member, share it with somebody who you think could use a pick-me-up or some good mo uh, Monday morning motivation or you know what have you like those small things make such a big difference and that's one thing that i've really learned over time is like nothing goes unnoticed and there's not a single thing that um can't make an impact essentially no matter how small it is even if it's just sharing like a podcast with somebody that you care about that you think that would help improve their life um but yeah if you're feeling inclined to do so that'd be great um but yeah uh, my birthday's coming up i'm heading back to utah in a couple weeks so i'll probably hammer out a couple episodes maybe have a guest or two on but uh yeah and if uh, all, all else, just go ahead and um, have a great day. Execute every single thing that you heard that resonated well with you. And uh, yeah, proud of you guys. Peace. <laughs>